Uh, you weren't doing the the gator chomp. No, I. There's um. There's one or two things I refuse to do in life, and uh, that's one of them. Issue is always going to be an issue as long as there's only two options for people to get north south. So right now you've got 200th Street, you've got 208th Street. Those are the only ones that you can get from you know Willowbrook, Brookswood, all the way to the highway into Walnut Grove and into Willoughby. Brookswood's losing kids, right? Because the reality is, is most young families who would otherwise love to live in Brookswood, they can't afford those Brookswood homes anymore, right? Mm-hmm. 88% of all trips in Langley are taken using private cars. That's the case because we haven't built Langley in such a way that anybody else has any other option, really. You know, who knows? In 30 years, you're talking about the future of Langley, we might be calling ourselves part of Metro Surrey, right? You never know. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Live from Langley. I'm your host, Daniel, Langley resident and social media influencer, so I've been told, apparently, people <laughs> recognize me on the streets all the time, and today with me today, today, what? That didn't make sense. Joining me today is another influencer in the local area, uh, as he should be, right? <laughs> He's uh, one of our very own Langley council members and uh, a longtime friend, acquaintance of mine, mm-hmm. Michael Pratt, uh, MVP. Oh my goodness. I'm excited. Uh, today's going to be a great episode because we're going to be talking about uh, the juicy details about what's happening in Langley, and I'm excited for that. Um, f- quick about Michael, you know, you're, you're super young and you're on council. <laughs> like, how's that, how's that been for you? Yeah, it's been really nice. Um, a lot of learning, uh-huh. obviously, but the nice thing is, is I've been kind of around uh, for the last number of years, and so I'm not going into it completely blind. Um, but obviously there's, uh, I know this will come as a shock, but there's a lot of politics and politics. And so just being at the stage of life that I'm at, still learning a lot of lessons, but um, have really enjoyed it because it's something that I've wanted to do. And I think that, you know, giving back to your community and working for people is one of the more, I don't know, good things you can aspire to. So that's been, it's been fun. It's refreshing having somebody yeah. representing our demographic for on, sure. on a council because, up until now, to be honest, mm-hmm. I could care less about you know yeah. who was on council. There's no, and, and I realize that's because there's nobody I can relate with. Right, right. Uh, I'm not super young either, but you know, compared to who's on yeah. council, I guess we are kind yeah, of exactly. in the younger demographic. So, yeah, you kind of have our backs up there uh, against the the, the mm-hmm. seasoned vets mm-hmm. on council, um, and you ca- you can be a voice for us. So for sure. Um, I'm excited to talk about a lot of those things that you guys have discussed in council. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's some things you can't <laughs> share, and I respect that. Um, so, so we're going to talk about those. Just Perfect. kidding. Yeah, no, we're not. Absolutely. We're not. Um, but before we get into that, um, you know, this is a place you suggested. Um, we're trying something different mm-hmm. this time. Usually, we wait till the end to do a quick food review. But I'm hungry, and I like where we kind of go after we have food, and, and we can't always get into it because it ends the podcast. So today. Somebody you suggested, uh, maybe if you want to talk about them, like yeah, tell, tell us about who we're, who we're trying out today. For sure. So we, we grabbed some food from the Barley Merchant. So that's, uh, I think they're just over a year old now up in Walnut Grove. Uh, and I, so I myself, I still work somewhat part-time, but I worked for a while at one of the craft breweries in town. So we were all very excited when the Barley Merchant opened up because their whole, their whole business model, their whole, you know, reason for being is completely their tap list is completely BC beer, BC wine, BC spirits, all that good stuff. Their food's amazing. Um, and, yeah, the, what, what Tim and Teresa have got going up there is, is, is outstanding. Um, and, you know, when I talk to people who are not from Langley and when they ask me, okay, if we're coming by, going through town, 
what should I be doing? You know, there's the classic Fort Lyon, there's the regional parks, there's all these good things, but now we have, you know, another place that we can say, you got to check out. So, And it's like 10 out of 10 times, it's always oh, yeah. a great experience. Yeah. There hasn't been, I've been there a few times mm-hmm. so far every time. It's just a different atmosphere. Uh, and, and they pair it nicely, you yeah. know, restaurant slash bar slash brewery, mm-hmm. right? They have the good uh, transition into the night yeah. uh, time. Um, but yeah, let's. So today I got a few things. Oh, that's um, cool. I'm going to pour them out in front of us quick. Okay. Cut this probably. It's a fancy looking bun. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a colored bun. <laughs> uh, and those are the fries. Oh, yes. Oh, baby. See, okay. a, light, a life hack. I, I, don't, I think it's, it's on the menu. You get to pull pork on those filthy fries. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's, it's life-changing, I'm telling you right now. So filthy fries, okay, so you know, how about you describe this? Because I have a list. Okay. I'd rather you tell me from your experience. I don't even know what's in it besides fries and goodness. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it, again, it's one of those things because you go to a you know, typical bar. And you're going to get typical bar food. But the reason I like barley is because you can go, you can actually watch TV, but you can also enjoy like like a pint, but the food's outstanding. So the food is good, like, right? So you don't get that usually. No breweries. I've noticed um, of the few that there are in Langley, they're great. The great beer mm-hmm. they have, you know, great. Um, you know, what's that? Would you call that? Just appetizers. Yeah. yeah. But they don't have anything you can really get yeah. into and get your hands dirty. Yeah. So I have a list of things that I oh, want amazing. to talk about here because there is a few. So the let's show them show them the sandwich. So okay. Yeah. The the first thing I got here is a chicken sandwich. The bun is, I don't even, is that black, green? It must be. Dark green, right? So it's sweet and savory ginger soy glazed crispy chicken breast on a charcoal brioche bun made in the house. So they make this in-house. Uh, topped with cucumber mixed greens, pickled bell peppers, and ginger lime aioli. So I already know this is going to be great. Yeah. I feel Sounds like, kind of uh, like Thai. I feel like if you eat this too close to the mic, it becomes an ASMR podcast. That's, that's the goal, actually. <laughs> um, we talk and we eat. Right into the mic. And that's actually why I started doing that. Because I wanted to get some of that. I want people to watch this and be hungry after. They want to try this place. You're capturing a lot of I like the crunch in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not It's not too oily. I've had experiences with, you know, chicken yeah. breasts. They get a bit oily yeah. when they're deep fried. Or, uh, sorry, not deep fried. What am I saying? I don't even know. I can't think. Um, the sandwich is that good. But the, the onion and the lettuce in here is really good. Okay. That's that. I'm gonna finish that as we go. I'm probably gonna eat the the fries as we go as well. Perfect. And uh, let's just eat it as we go because yep. yeah, I just wanna get going on this. Sounds good to um, me. So quick background. Yeah. You grew up in Langley. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I, I lived in Maryville, but I went to Brooksville. So I was a uh, I was a Brooksville guy growing up. And. Um, as anybody who grew up in Langley understands, that made campaigning in Walnut Grove a little bit tougher, but we got through <laughs> it. And uh, You were doing the, the gator chomp? No, I, uh, there's, um, there's one or two things I refuse to do in life, and uh, that's one of them. I can't do that as much as I love Walnut Grove. Uh, I just don't have it in me. But, um, yeah, so I grew up in Brookswood, and then uh, when I finished high school with your brother, um, ended up uh, going to UBC. And then I kind of was one of those people that, you know, I loved Langley growing up, but I thought, you know, once I'm gone, I'm gone. I, I, don't, I won't, won't be coming back, probably. Um, but halfway through university, I realized, no, this is home. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's going to be home for the long term, there's got to be some 
some changes and so that's kind of why the the interest in getting involved in the first place um but yeah so as, as langley as you can get really it's funny because uh you always hear you move out of town you, you go to the big city mm-hmm. right but i feel like langley has gone from that small town to that 100%. big city so you don't even have to leave mm-hmm. and at first yeah everyone has that thought let's get out of here but as you see it develop you're like well why don't i just stay here mm-hmm. you know it's becoming a, a future metropolitan so yep. as long as obviously they they do things properly Absolutely. but um that's that's great you have your hands in, involved and, and and now you can have a say and for be sure. a voice for you know like i said our demographic because yep. that sometimes gets overlooked for sure unfortunately for sure. um so so your background right you went to school you have this is not your first time that you campaigned you no. campaigned before um as a younger and and what would you think the obstacle was for you uh when you were doing that I think the, f- the first time, um, despite the age, so I was 21 when I ran the first time, 25 this time. Um, the age was a huge issue the first time, especially because, you know, you think back to when we were all 21. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you might think you're the smartest person in the room, but the chances of you knowing what you're talking about are usually few and far between. I was lucky in the sense that, again, I had been paying attention. This is kind of my, my pa- passion, urban planning, community development. That's That's what my you know, great love in life is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the reality of the first time was that I think I was just too young. And despite the fact that I uh, put in a lot of work and did... How, the, did, how did it go? I, ca- I was close. I, I, was, I only was 377 votes shy. Um, <laughs> so came 10th, you need to come in the top eight. So I was pretty pleased with how that turned out. Wow, it was okay. one of those things where it's like, oh, crap, you, you, you knock on like five more doors, maybe you, that's where the votes come from type of thing. But um, like I remember when I started the campaign in 2018... Mm-hmm. If you went on my website, I had like a list of 50 different things that I was campaigning on. And those are the things that I thought was important. Um, and those were the things that were, were the things that I wanted to try and achieve. But I learned really, really quickly that most people don't care about the 50 things that you want to get done. It's, are you a good person? Are you somebody that they could trust to, to work in their best interests? And the other thing I learned was really, you just got to listen to what people are telling you. Um, so this go around started really early with listening to people and just saying, okay, like what's, what's working, what's not. Cause like you said, Langley's growing so fast that there's a lot of growing pains. Uh, I personally like the fact that we're growing. I think I'd rather deal with a community that's growing too fast than it's losing people. But to say that there's no challenges. And I think that, um, past councils maybe have been part of that, that issue in the sense of, well, we're, we're growing. It's good. It is good, but we need to make investments and we need to make sure that we're actually building a community, not just a, a box for people to live in, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was the biggest obstacle the first time. At the second time, there was a whole different dynamic because we had political parties really for the first time municipally in Langley in over 20 years. Um, I wasn't in one. I was running by myself with a great team, but that was a big challenge as well because these parties can raise a lot of money and all of them raised, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have that. So that was a big challenge was finding a way to get airtime, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's on social media, whether it was at events, just to be the one person who's standing up there and saying, I'm not part of this team, but I can still work with whoever you put me with. That was a big, that was a big challenge, but thankfully I was able to convince enough people that I could mm-hmm. work with, with the group they gave me. And, and so that was, so when, when these other parties, they have the benefit of uh, campaigning mm-hmm. together, they have the fundraise yeah. raising going on for you as an independent, like what's your like source then is that that's, 
investors that you get or well yeah it was, it's just people in the community who were able to donate whatever they could okay. right um okay. the the there was changes last sorry not last time there was changes i believe in 2014 that the provincial government brought in mm -hmm. to get rid of corporate donations and union donations from local elections because before that it was like the wild west mm -hmm. you could have you know one company writing a fifty thousand dollar check to one candidate oh. and it was crazy um, so they changed that, and so now it's only individuals, and it's up to a certain amount. This past time, it was, uh, I think, 1200 yeah, $1, bucks, something like that. Wow. Um, so the challenge with that is instead of one company clearly donating to somebody, you happen to have 10 people who maybe also work for one company giving the max donations. And so you still have the same issue where you have some, some companies, some people having a lot of influence, but it's just not as transparent. So for me, it was a lot of small donations. It was a lot of, you know, friends and family um, because I have a fundamental problem asking somebody for money. Um, it just feels weird to me. So it was a lot of, hey, if you're, not, if you're not in the position to donate, that's totally fine. If you have 10 bucks, 50 bucks, great. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is, can you take a sign? Can you tell your friends? Can you post something on social media? Like that was the big way that we were able to, yeah, to okay. build a, to build a campaign. Yeah. And that's, I think the advantage that you had over, you know, the, the old school way of marketing and I'm over here <laughs> doing the same thing, yeah. right? You have uh, different business owners, people who, who are used to the old way of marketing and, mm -hmm. and that's what works to a degree. Yep. It's for the general population. You know, I'm not discounting that. Yep. But the new wave of, you know, online users is, is here and it's coming and yep. it's getting bigger. Absolutely. So you can take advantage of that. Even, well, because we talk about that in, in business on this mm -hmm. podcast, but I never even thought about it. It could be used for exactly what you're talking 100%. about. So. Well, and you're probably dealing with the same thing too, right? Because you have to combine old school with new school. I knocked and the campaign team, we, we visited, gosh, like tens of thousands of, of people, right? Knocked on their door. Sometimes they responded, sometimes they didn't. Sometimes mm -hmm. they responded well, and sometimes they weren't too happy to see me, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, a combination... I saw that actually. <laughs> before, sorry to cut you off. No, it's all good. On your social media, you put that as like, you know, uh, your accomplishments for the mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. It was however many people honked at you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then however many people flipped you off yeah. or shook their head or yeah. something. That I find super funny. I've never oh, seen yeah. that before. Well, that's one thing that's really an old school uh, political technique is it's called Burma shaving. And it's literally where you're just standing on the side of the road waving your election signs. And whether that gets you any votes or not, it just it, it puts you in people's brain and they remember you. And yeah, I remember funny enough, it was in Walnut Grove that uh, we were standing out there at 208th and I think 88th and um, really good response for the most part. But there's a couple people who were just not too happy to see you on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. You hey. can't please everybody. You got to get those haters. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're not doing anything, 100%. right? And, and it's funny because, yeah, that's just a telltale sign that you're putting yourself out there and you don't care mm -hmm. what people say because you're going to get those, those haters and, and mm -hmm. otherwise uh, you're not going to get, uh, you know, supporters either exactly. if you don't get those haters because then people see that happening and they're like, what's so bad about this guy? Let me actually yeah. look into him. Yeah, exactly. and, and then they realize, well, this guy's awesome. Right, so it's it's a crazy technique that uh, it, it works in social media. People people always comment negative po uh, negative things on posts, and and at the end of the day, that ends up helping boost the algorithm for the, the you know the platform, and and you get even more support, which is yeah. great. People jump on that person, yeah. which is funny to see yeah. sometimes. Um, but you uh, you know you know a lot about what's happening in Langley, and I want to talk about that because I get a ton of questions all the time uh, from my own clients, from people I know, like you know. What's going to happen in on this street and that yep. street, and yep. what are the plans? So we have a list that we kind of formulated together, uh, mm -hmm. and I want to bring that up. So 
First of all, uh, I've labeled this on previous podcasts, the Broadway, the West Broadway. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it. A colleague said yeah. it, but I'm going to repeat it now. Mm-hmm. The West Broadway of Vancouver, mm-hmm. a 200 street yep. up in uh, the Willoughby area between 72 and, mm-hmm. and about 84th. Mm-hmm. So what can you tell me about the plans that are be, are on the way for, for 200 street? For sure. Um, so there's there's stuff happening behind the scenes, and when I say behind the scenes, that just means it's with with staff um, mm-hmm. at different levels. So Metro Vancouver as well as township staff. Um, so Langley, um, especially in the Willoughby area, has has been planned in you know different timelines, and there's different neighborhood plans for each area. So along 200 Street itself, there's about five different neighborhood plans that guide the future. So uh, when this new council came in. Um, there was a couple of us uh, who who were kind of concerned with with that in terms of okay, well, what's the actual cohesive vision for 200 Street? Because kind of like you said, 200 Street when it's finished will be our West Broadway. It'll be our almost our downtown, right? Um, and so we need to get it right, and we need to get it right now because we still have a lot of land that's still to be built on. And so um, the mayor and I, and he was really gracious enough to work with me on this one. Uh, uh, we worked on a motion to come up with what we called 200th Street 2040. Um, and it was very high level. And all it was doing was um, coming up or, or directing staff to come up with a terms of reference for a, a guiding document for 200th Street. Because uh, you have the LEC there, you have so many businesses, you're going to have so many people going in, right? we got to have an actual plan for it. And what this document will hopefully do is provide council, provide uh, builders, provide the community, really, a sense of the direction. So the details are still to be worked out, but, you know, we're seeing a little bit of the type of growth that we'll see in the future along 200 Street. There's a couple towers going in there. Um, I think that... More than a couple. Yeah, so there's, a, there's, there's the, obviously the two that are going up right now, and then a lot of conversations are being had with builders along the corridor there to say, okay, well you know, does it make sense financially for you to build concrete right now? And for a lot of people, it doesn't just with supply chain issues and things like that. But we also don't want to, you know, we don't want to, so for the, just for the sake of building something, we don't want to build a strip mall, right? Because that's going to be there for 60, 70 years along 200 Street. So um, that's the kind of funny part about the plans along the corridor there. If you look back in the Willoughby Community Plan, and I believe that's, it would be the I don't even know what neighborhood, Jericho or I think maybe Latimer. Mm-hmm, Latimer. The southwest corner of 200th and 80th is supposed to be a strip mall, mm-hmm. right? So that's how far we've come. Uh, so thankfully, we're not going to be having a strip mall down in that corner. And I think there's the, the big boards around there now that say, you know, it's going to be an entertainment urban hub. And that's great because that's what we need on 200th Street because... Yeah, it's by essence property. Exactly. It should be apparently two high rises with, with commercial below. Yeah, yeah. And Rumor the, has it. The mixed-use part is key along 200th Street, and I think that's going to be the, the really nice part about once that corridor is finished because one of the things I love the most about the township is you really have you know, different strokes for different folks. If you want to live out in the countryside on an estate, we have that. If you want to be a farmer, you can, good luck. I hope, you, I hope you succeed. It's very hard to get into farming these days, but you can have that opportunity. If you want to live in an urban environment, we're building that, right? So there's a lot of different things that Langley provides, and so we just need to get it right in terms of building a true urban downtown vibey area because that's something that Langley doesn't have and kind of like we talked about before uh, it's becoming a a community where you don't necessarily have to leave if you don't want to but if we don't get this right then people are just going to keep going keep leaving Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I hear that I hear that a lot Uh, the exact explanation for Langley country urban Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mix can't really find that anywhere 
No. Um, yeah, I can't think of anywhere. Richmond, maybe, but that's because that, but that land is not even being used. It's kind of yeah. just like sitting empty, yeah. but that's like an extreme, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting what happens here. Um, of course, with 200th Street, the question also arises as uh, the neighbor, neighboring mm-hmm. street, 208, mm-hmm. um, which has uh, caused all the ruckus <laughs> in yeah. the community uh, on social media. Yeah. I All I do is, if I have nothing to talk about, I'm bored one day. I'll put up a video talking about how bad the traffic is on 208th <laughs> Street, yeah, yeah. and it'll get 10,000 views 100%. easily. Just like, don't even, just mention, yeah. you know, how bad the traffic is. Everyone's like, yes, I agree, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So, like, I get full mm-hmm. support on that statement. <laughs> uh, but what do you think about, you know, what the future is for, for Willoughby's particular problem that they have with traffic? For sure. Um, as somebody with a bit of a background in urban planning, um, I, I, I'd like to think I have a, a decent idea of, of where we can try to, to try to fix things. Um, and 208 Street, people win and lose elections on 208 Street, right? Uh, and the reality is the, the issue is always going to be an issue as long as there's only two options for people to get north-south. So right now you've got 200th Street, you've got 208th Street. Those are the only ones that you can get from, you know, Willowbrook, Brookswood, all the way to the highway into Walnut Grove and into Willoughby. So, of course, when you funnel all these people onto two roads, there's going to be traffic nightmares and 200 street or sorry 208 street it is a disaster right you can't you can't have one of our major roads go from two lanes to four lanes to two lanes you have hydro poles sticking out here you have you know them undergrounded over there it's not it's not well done um, and that's a symptom of how the township has looked at development in the sense that development will pay for itself and it's the developer's responsibility to widen the road in front of their property and then this way the taxpayer isn't going to be on the hook for it. Well, unfortunately, we see now the result of that is we're going to be having to find a way to spend the money to build 208 Street all at once. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm confident we can without raising taxes too high, um, but it's going to be a challenge, right? So with 208 Street uh, as an issue, uh, I'll be happy when it's widened to four lanes, um, but, and this might be, you know, controversial opinion of the day. I don't think just widening 208 Street is going to solve our traffic problems in Willoughby. I agree. Um, I think the reality is, is, you know, we're, 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 we're so close to having 202 finished and you'll be able to get from the highway, get from Walnut Grove all the way down to Willowbrook again. I think once... Why are they holding that off, by the way? It's, it's not even... It's, it's not uh, the township not wanting to do it. It's because of how our road network has been built because the development along that road just hasn't been completed yet. So there's about, I think, two properties left along 202 Street that aren't being developed. There's no application, or there is an application. I thought they were. Like, there's, there's digging happening, so that's why I thought it, maybe. There's, there, along most of it. But mm-hmm. these two properties are basically the last two that are the, the holdouts uh, for whatever reason. And so uh, the, al- the alternative is the township tries and builds it, but obviously there's issues that come along with that. So uh, that's the reason why 202 is not done. That's the, right, that's the reason why... None of Willoughby streets are done, right? You can see it on 200th Street right now, right where that new 76th Avenue intersection is going in, just south of the LEC. Mm-hmm. That's happening because there was development on the west side of 200th Street. There's no development along the rest of the corridor yet. There's applications in, but that hasn't started. So that's why 200th Street is still basically the same road that it was when I was born, right? Um, so that is the that is the systemic issue with, with Willoughby and Langley's road network. And as Brookswood eventually gets developed, unless we change that system, that's the same problem that we're going to have in Brookswood. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be, it'll be a challenge, off for sure, to, to fix Willoughby's traffic issues. Um, but I think the, the key will be once we start to finish the grid, 
a little bit better. Uh, what that will do is obviously give people options on how they get around in terms of what road they take, but then also uh, you can actually run transit routes through Willoughby properly. Uh, and that's a whole other story that I can I can go on for hours about. Uh, but yeah, once we complete the grid, people can choose whether they bike, walk, take the bus, however they want to get around, and traffic will get better over the long term. But just finishing 208 Street, unfortunately, I don't believe will just completely solve. Mm-hmm. Will be no, it's, it's not. It's it's. There's still so much traffic yeah. that's going to be pushing through there. Yeah. Um, and even more people will start using it because they feel like, oh, it's not as bad. Exactly. But so now there's an increased use for it. So. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see it even getting worse mm-hmm. if they improve it. But like you said, it's probably not going to happen unless every house on 208 uh, in those two yeah. plans there starts yep. to get developed. And, and yep. there's no plans for it, so they're not going to. Well, the, 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 the township now in, in our draft capital budget for this term, um, there is there are plans on, on finishing 208 Street. Okay. Uh, the, the council majority, the contract with Langley, they campaigned on that. And so they're bringing that in. It's just the issue of, okay, how much how much are we going to be able to spend and will we be able to do this? And so there's there's questions still to be raised, but it is on the council priorities list. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, yeah, the challenge is, again, we're going into a tough economic climate and it's mm-hmm. going to cost a lot of money to do that. And so it's just a balancing act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Yeah, me too. Um, you and me both. Let's uh, let's let's get into these dirty fries because uh, what are they called what? Filthy, Filthy fries. fries. But you know what? Dirty fries. I don't know. There's a dirty bird sandwich. That's what I'm getting confused with. Exactly. But uh, yeah, filthy fries. So you've had these, you said, right? I have had these. These ones. Well, I have it usually with. Thank you very much. I usually put on the, uh, the pulled pork. Right. This. Okay. That's, so that's the a, trade secret there. A, so yeah, it turns into more of like a poutine style. Yeah. When you do yeah, that. Exactly. Like, yeah. These don't even look. This looks like a like a sal- This looks like a poutine, um, but like higher end poutine. Well, yeah, they, you got the fries. You got the crunchy exactly. uh, onions, and then you got the pickled radish on there too. Well, exactly. The pickled radish makes you feel like you're eating something a little bit healthier. Yeah, so it's uh, it's mind games. You love to see that face, don't you? That means <laughs> I just bit into something delicious. Um, that was amazing. Okay. A little bit of There's spice a, on A there. little bit of spice. Yeah. Um, spice is getting a little bit worse. Nope. Okay, it stopped. Okay. <laughs> the mayo on there, really good. Has uh, Parmesan. <clears throat> okay, it's coming back. Parmesan <laughs> parsley topped with serrano cream. Uh, crispy onions, pickled onions, micro cilantro served with ginger lime. I taste the ginger and yeah. lime. Yeah. And soy mayo. Micro cilantro. That's fancy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's cilantro. <laughs> I was going to say. To, it's just hey, topped up finally. There's like, a, well, I, was, I thought that was from, there's a There's a, a cool farm out in Aldergrove. It's called the Micro Greenery. And I thought, maybe actually that's that. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe that's the one on there. Maybe it is. Yeah, I like how you can, I like how you can have that. Like, yeah. I'm trying to bring businesses on here. Um, and I'm finding a ton of uh, businesses that are started out of Langley. So oh, yeah. that's pretty cool that they can also be featured uh, in, in the local restaurants. 100%. Um, whereas if you go to a metro city, sure, maybe the company was started in, say, Vancouver. Yeah. But they're not growing whatever they're selling no. there. No, exactly. And it's funny because <laughs> so obviously Cactus Club, right? It's yeah. a Vancouver company. I was, a few friends from Toronto came in a few months back. And they wanted to go to Cactus because they're like, this is Vancouver culture. And it's like, wow. Well, and you go to the, you know, any number of restaurants in, in Vancouver or Langley that are actually, you know, locally owned and operated. And yeah, the, I know. I know Cactus is from Toronto. No, it's Vancouver. I'm pretty okay. sure. I think. Maybe fact check me on that one. But yeah. I'm, I'm 99. They have a spot in Toronto. They do have one. But yeah. So I know, I know Cactus is, you know, a local chain, but it's still a chain. 
but yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not this is not a cactus hate podcast. Uh, no, no. Okay, I mean, it's funny because uh, every podcast where I hear um, realtors in specific mm-hmm. talking about Cactus Club. They always praise it because that's apparently where all realtors go to eat. Not me, though. I support local exactly. homegrown foods. Exactly. Support local. Um, so, okay, we're going to eat that again yep. later on. But uh, let's talk about – you talked about development coming to Brookswood. Mm-hmm. That's always a hot topic. Yeah. Brookswood done well, and I commend them for – is that the right word? Commend them for doing it? Like, yeah, I think so. Good job. Okay, yeah, good yeah. job, Brookswood. <laughs> I don't want to use the wrong word there. Um, I grew up in Brookswood. Yep. We grew up in Brookswood. It's a place where you could walk down the street and you're not hit with a ton of traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a quiet road where friends can meet on, trick-or-treat on, mm-hmm. uh, walk from school on. Mm-hmm. And they're all, all those houses there, septic tank. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that, that steers people away from Brookswood is because they haven't upgraded the, the roads. Yeah. So then so then septic has, has not been able to you yeah. know get changed over yeah. to city, city water, city sanitation. Um, do you think that's ever going to happen? It will. It will if and when Brookswood starts to um, to really develop, um, and that's the the big question, right? Is because uh, up until I want to say a couple of years ago, uh, I have a good friend. He's a teacher at Brookswood, and he was telling me how Brookswood's losing kids, right? Because the reality is, is most young families who would otherwise love to live in Brookswood, they can't afford those Brookswood homes anymore, mm-hmm. right? I grew up in Murrayville. <laughs> I'm I'm never thinking that I could go back and and buy a Murrayville house at this point, right? So that's the challenge with Brookswood is if if it doesn't grow and change organically, then what's it going to become, right? And I personally I love the Brookswood aesthetic, right? I think that's great having the trees, having that canopy there. Um, and there's cities around the Metro Vancouver area and around you know the Lower Mainland, Canada, that have done it right in the sense of they've managed to grow but preserve the natural feel. So I think of you know when you go down to Port Moody, and you know they managed to somehow have high-rise towers, but then also protect the evergreens around them, and it feels like you're in a forest, but you're also in an urban area. And I think that's what we could do in Brookswood, pretty pretty not easily, but pretty well. Um, I think you know. Brookswood could almost have the the vibe, the aesthetic of a, a Whistler village in the sense of it doesn't have to be super dense. Uh, from most people that I talk to in Brookswood, they don't necessarily want it to become a super dense neighborhood. Everyone thinks, though, Brookswood, they don't want it to become another Willoughby. Exactly. But yeah. it doesn't have to be. No. No, and unfortunately with Willoughby, I think density has become a dirty word um, because we've put thousands of people in the neighborhood with very little commercial space, we haven't built amenities for them. The road network doesn't exist, really, right? And so I would, if I was a Brookwood resident still, I would be concerned too. It's like, you're going to come do that to, to my neighborhood? But on the other hand, you talk to a lot of people who live in Willoughby and they love it, right? Mm. Because despite the fact that it's growing and there's challenges, they can still, you know, walk to a trail that's right next door and they have the Willoughby Town Center that if they're going to drive to it, it's a five, 10 minute drive away or it's a walk. They're close to the highway. They're close to Walnut Grove. Like, Willoughby is a, a place that young families, new Canadians. Tons of the young families. They really like yeah. to live, right? So there's pros and cons to everything. I think in Brookswood, we can definitely grow um, better in the sense of um, we've learned some lessons. And I think that the challenge with Brookswood will be um, balancing the, the, the desire to see the aesthetic stay and actually having plans that um, – can be implemented in the sense of, you know, if you have a five-acre parcel and lots of trees on it, well, we might not be able to to keep all the trees if we're building single-family homes. But if we build some townhomes on it instead of 
all making it, you know, 9,000 square foot lots, then we can keep the green space. We can keep the trees and still build the same amount of homes. The builder can still build. It makes sense for them. And, you know, there's new people who come into Brookswood. And so I think there's a balancing act and the neighborhood plans are being reworked. Um, as we speak, that was one of the first things council did was, was say, we want to, we want to take, you know, another quick look at these and make sure that we're getting it right. Uh, and I think that was the right call. And so I'm, I'm excited. I think Brooks really, will be a great, great neighborhood for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just going to take a little bit of effort, which why, why do this job if you're not in, in it for the effort, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's growing pains. Like it's, it's got something that needs to be figured yeah. out, yeah. but, um, there has to be planned properly. Yep. Otherwise, you run. You're, it's better to t- take on those problems now before, yep. and and then take on yep. them after. Like Willoughby, where now there's too many people and it's harder to yeah. maneuver around because they're going to have to shut down traffic for a period of time. So like, mm-hmm. think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brookswood, and uh, you know something we talked about, and, and there's a few things here in the same topic because uh, I want to. Mm-hmm. I think they pair well yeah. together. Is future of transportation in Langley. Oh, yeah. Also, SkyTrain. Yep. Is it a good thing or a bad thing mm-hmm. um, in Langley? And, uh, you know, what's Langley going to look like in 30 years? I feel like they all kind of yeah. go hand in hand. Yeah. No, there, there's a lot to a lot to unpack. And I think um, before I get into it, I should just say I'm excited for the future, especially for the, the township. Um, we're going to have growing pains. We're at 145,000-ish people right now. In 30 years, we'll probably across the 200,000 people threshold, right? Between Willoughby and Brookswood growing, and hopefully Alder Grove, um, we'll start to see some infill development there. So there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of differences between the Langley of now and 30 years. Because you think back to Langley, and well, okay, it was 30, it's 2023. You think back to the Langley of 1993, completely different, right? Mm-hmm. So um, future of transportation, uh, as so I, my my master's degree will be in urban planning and my thesis is going to be on transportation so it's a place it's or it's an issue that's close to the heart um when you look at the mode share of transportation in langley so that means how people are getting around 88 percent of all trips in langley are taken um using private cars uh and then that's the case because we haven't built Langley in such a way that anybody else has any other option, really, really. Um, and then you look at another stat that I find always really interesting, and I learned this during the campaign um, through some research, and I've always grown up thinking Langley's a bedroom community, and I think most of us kind of are in that mindset where people, their homes in Langley, but they're working everywhere else, especially in Vancouver. But you look at the data, and 36% of the people who live in the township work in the township. And then when you include the city of Langley, you include Abbotsford, you include Surrey, you include Delta, these places that are all south of the river, it shoots up to like 80-something percent. Wow. Only about 7 or 8% of people, and this is a th- this is based on, I want to say, the, the 2016 census, if I remember correctly. So it's probably even lower it's now. Probably, yeah. With, more with of, remote work and everything. The amount of remote work, well, the amount of jobs that have been created in Langley now, only 7% of people go all the way into Vancouver for work, mm-hmm. right? So the future of transportation in Langley, it's got to be more Langley specific, Langley focused, uh, or at least South Fraser focused, right? Because it shouldn't be harder for you or I to get to, you know, west side of Surrey than it is to get into downtown Vancouver, right? <laughs> it's crazy. It's, so I, for instance, I was just, just yesterday, there's a new coffee shop that just opened up by Carvel's there. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go check it out. It's one of my favorite things is when a new cafe opens. Cause like, that's a really good third space for people outside the home, outside of work. And I thought, well, I, I live down in Willowbrook, right by the Home Depot. I'll shoot up there on the bus. No worries. You look at Google Maps, it's going to take me eight minutes to drive there in my car or 22 minutes on the bus, and that bus comes every half hour. 
that's not a system that's going to encourage people to use public transit. Um, and so there's a lot of changes that have to be made in terms of the actual physical infrastructure. We have to have conversations with the TransLink about, you know, the, the frequency of the bus network that we have. Uh, they're dealing with their own financial issues right now. As you probably saw in the news recently, they're asking now for, I think it's $250 million from the federal government, $250 million from the province to basically keep them afloat. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of issues, right? But it took me 22 minutes by the bus to get up to Carbolth from the Home Depot. Had to make sure I timed it properly because if I miss my one bus, I'm waiting another 35 minutes in the pouring rain wow. to get it. And that's the, that's the key. In, in urban planning, the, the mantra is if a bus or a train or whatever it is comes about every 10 to 15 minutes, yeah. that's the standard that people will actually start to replace car trips with transit trips. Yeah, SkyTrain works like yeah, that. Even, that's even, even down Fraser Highway, I've seen you, oh, know, yeah. you get that 10, 15, oh, yeah. 20 minutes. When you're in the city of Vancouver, like people complain about Metro Vancouver's transit a lot. And I think for those of us who are living on the periphery, it's right. Like we, we're right to complain. There's a lot of issues. But when you live in Vancouver or you live in, even in Burnaby and, and downtown Surrey, our transit system works pretty well in terms of, well, especially compared to the rest of North America. So, yeah, there's places in like West Broadway. You, the 99 B line's coming every six minutes. You don't have to think about it, right? You just know you're going to go down to a stop. Within five, ten minutes, there's going to be a bus there. So that's the standard that we need to get to. So for me, that's the future of transportation in Langley is I'm never going to try and ban people's cars, right? I don't want that. That's... It's Langley, right? We have a huge farming community. We're on the edge of the Metro Vancouver area. People are always going to need their cars. But we need to give people the option if they want it to bus, they want it to bike, or they want to walk. Mm -hmm. So that's what we need to do. We need to make the physical changes needed to, to change that. And then, yeah, we need to have a conversation with our Metro partners, TransLink, make sure that we get the, the investments in Langley. And a huge investment, obviously, is SkyTrain. Um, so the township is technically getting one spot or one stop, um, and it's going to be right in the Willowbrook Mall area final details of where kind of working out those but um you know it'll be it'll be right on that corner it'll be on the township side and then the city of langley is getting the by that corner you mean willowbrook drive that uh yeah and, and fraser highway fraser highway and then 196 where that turns into willowbrook drive yeah, right yeah, yeah. so um you know it'll it'll hopefully be on the town well it will be on the township side right and then the city of langley gets the last stop so now the the stop in the city is right in their downtown Super walkable for most of their community. That's great. That's what you want. And they're going to be building up a lot around the SkyTrain because you think about it, it's going to be in the Cascades Casino parking lot, right? So there's a lot of there's a lot oh, of changes. That's yeah. So there's a lot of changes that can happen yeah. around that neighborhood. Our stop, obviously, the Willowbrook Mall. That's a weird spot. It won't be the Willowbrook Mall forever because mm -hmm. we see in other cities, Burnaby, Richmond, what happens to big malls over time when they get SkyTrain. I was investment. talking about this, yeah. So it'll it'll be different, and Willowbrook eventually will probably be you know a second downtown for the community. It'll be great, um, but that's going to take some time. And so SkyTrain for the township is great, um, especially for those people who are commuting to Surrey, to Vancouver, Burnaby. Awesome. The challenge will be. The, the design of our community that we have right now, everybody's still going to have to drive to the SkyTrain, right? So traffic's not getting any better. Um, for those of us who are commuting and working in Langley, SkyTrain doesn't help us. For those of us who want to get around the community, SkyTrain doesn't help, right? So what we need to do is to make sure that as we're building the train, we're also thinking about the transit that we need to connect the SkyTrain to all the different neighborhoods and communities in Langley. So we're going back to the 200 Street corridor, for instance, um, in TransLink's long-term plans, actually in the 10-year financial plan, we are supposed to get uh, what's called bus rapid transit along 200 Street. So bus rapid transit, it pretty much looks like LRT. It looks like a train, but it's a bus. 
So it's a heck of a lot cheaper to build. You could build it a lot quicker, and it gives you the same capacity as an LRT. I don't think we're ready for SkyTrain along 200th Street yet, and that's a billion dollars investments right there. But we should have rapid transit up and down 200th Street tomorrow, uh, and we could justify that. But we need to change some of the plans. We need to work with Translink. We need to make sure that's ready to go. So in my ideal world, the day SkyTrain opens in 2028 or early 2029. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, they're well on their way. And it's, like, I'm, ha I'm, I'm optimistic, but, you know, it's a massive government project. Those things. Mm, yeah, that's huge. I'm in the government. I can yeah, tell you. Yeah, <laughs> those things yeah. are always a little dicey. Um, but I, I want to see on day one, I want to see bus rapid transit up and down 200 Street from Maple Ridge down to Willowbrook. In an ideal world, it goes all the way down to Brookswood, connects to Campbell Heights and Surrey so people can actually get from their houses to their jobs. One day, we need it down Fraser. We need it out to Aldergrove. We need it to Abbotsford. I know Abbotsford's not Metro Van and they're not TransLink, but... Um, is, is Langley considered a Metro Van? We're the last Metro Vancouver oh, okay. municipality. So that's interesting because it's funny, just off topic, but you mentioned how Langley's growing so fast. Yeah. Uh, Metro Vancouver. Mm -hmm. That's Vancouver yep. to Langley. Yep. Fastest growing city in the last five years, yes. so 2016, 2021, when it was, mm -hmm. no, 20, what was that? 2020, yeah. Yeah, so 2021. Okay. Langley yep. City, Langley Township number two. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Well, we're building the most homes that people can actually afford, um, besides Surrey. Surrey, like, on a raw number basis, Surrey's building a lot, and they have a lot of people, obviously, and they're going to be, you know, who knows, in 30 years, you're talking about the future of Langley, we might be calling ourselves part of Metro Surrey, Right. You never know. The rate that Vancouver's been building homes, they might lose their they might lose their crown. I don't think they will, but um, I hear that a lot. There's talk you? about that, right? Yeah. Um, and I have I have a couple friends who kind of are involved in city politics in Vancouver, and and they're pretty bullish on you know the new direction for the city. So I'm excited. Yeah, about it's them. the new ca ca what's it called? Ken Sim. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to them too. But yeah, it'll be it'll be really cool. And I think in in the township especially, um, you know that growth is is. It's coming, whether we like it or not. Mm. We have the most per capita new Canadians who move to the township in all of Metro Vancouver. So, you know, our, our city is becoming cosmopolitan. It's becoming, you know, a melting pot. And that's another exciting piece of it. Uh, but there's different pieces of building a community that we need to focus on because it's not just the same old farm town that it was 34 years ago. Yeah, it's always easier said than done. And yeah. you're always going to have uh, yeah. uh, those no hard feelings towards people name this, but those Karens um, <laughs> who who just think that, yeah. you know, a snap of a finger, five infinity yeah. stones, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. change everything. Yeah. And you can't. Exactly. Right? So it takes time. Um, it most likely won't necessarily be done with the single, uh, what's it called? The single four-year term. No, absolutely right? not. It has to be done over, over how long do you think that might take to, oh, to get everything sorted? I think it'll be an indefinite. How many times <laughs> do we have to vote you back in? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It'll be. I think it'll be an ongoing process until you know. Uh, well, the the interesting piece, right, is Langley is super confined by the agricultural land reserve, based on how much we can grow. So we know exactly the borders right now that we can grow in, and so it'll be a question. I think in you know, call it thirty, forty years. Well, now we're looking at Murrayville, right? Is it going to stay? the way it's been for the last 40 years. Um, and then we look at Aldergrove and then we look at the Salmon River area. So it'll just be a process of, okay, well, we've built up this neighborhood. Do you think that needs to happen first before those areas are looked at? Or is it something that can we start to I think, take place before that? I, I always think it's worth having conversations and I think it's always worth having, you know, the, the bug in people's brain about it. But I think it would be premature at this point to have mm. a conversation about other neighborhoods besides Willoughby and Brookswood because, that will absorb a lot of the growth over the next 30 years, those two neighborhoods 
right there. And there's so much we have to get right with those two neighborhoods before we even think about looking everywhere. We have Willowbrook, right? Willowbrook is untouched in terms of residential uh, units and it's all strip malls and, you know, suburban business park right now. Yeah, the condos there are like 90s built. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, Langley Meadows is a community that's going to be within walking distance to SkyTrain. And it'll be, uh, that's one of the first neighborhoods I knocked on their doors uh, in during the campaign. And some people you talk to are excited about the train coming and they're thinking of, oh, like I can, you know, talk to my neighbor and maybe sell our properties to somebody who's going to build something. And then there's other people who say, I absolutely do not want anything to change. Um, I bought this na- I bought this house 20 years ago and I want to be in this house for 30 more years in the exact same place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, you got to balance those two people's wishes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you got to just keep your eye on the future of what this community is going to be and the, the nice thing about working with this council is we always hear from almost everybody about how we're not just governing for the next four to eight years, we're governing for the next 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's been a pleasure working with everybody, you know, despite some political differences, despite differences of opinion, which is healthy in mm-hmm. a, a governing yeah. body. Um, yeah, it's, it's been great because I think everybody's focused on the long term. Totally. Awesome. Well, it's been great having you on. We're going to get into those last tacos but while I pull those out. Yep. Um, Maybe talk about where people can find you, how they can support you, how they can help spread your your message, and if you have anything in the pipeline, go mm-hmm. have at her. For sure. Well, I, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I have a very terrible TikTok. Um, I was encouraged to start during the campaign that i got to put more work into. But, yeah, any of the socials I'll you can you find me. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> any of the socials everybody can find me on. Um, I can still have my website up as well. It's my name.ca, michaelpratt.ca. What's the V it. stand for? Vincent. So my middle name is Vincent. I like that. Uh, so my parents... You were, bor- you were born and uh, named I was, to run I was I was born as MVP, and so my parents either set me up for success or failure with that one because <laughs> yeah. I was it was going to be Vincent because of my granddad, and they're like, wait, if we give this guy an M first name, he's set. That's so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. Um, so these are, as uh, the, the next, the last episodes that came out, mm-hmm. um, we started to dig into some vegetarian right. options. Oh, and there I, we go. We haven't made fun of it. Uh, <laughs> someone, someone said... Are you a vegetarian now? And I'm like, you know, it, the food so far hasn't been that bad. So Listen. I, I'm trying those options. I need to get my veggies in somehow because I hate having vegetables by, their, by themselves. I'm convinced that vegetarians are probably the best chefs out there because if you're not cooking with meat and you got to find a way to make every meal exciting and interesting and all you're dealing with is chickpeas and lentils, you got you got to be good at what you do. Yeah, exactly. So this one has uh, it's a, it's a, it's a vegetarian taco. Uh Rumes, what? Tortilla with rumesco? I don't even know what that says. But anyways, <laughs> cucumber, pickle, red onion, crispy slaw, herb and spicy aioli, uh, feta cheese. The So the, the, the meat, the mm-hmm. protein, I guess, in this is one of the craziest inventions mm-hmm. I've ever heard of. But it's the most delicious. And you've had it before. I'm talking about cauliflower. Oh. Um, the uh, cauliflower, what is that? Like the breaded cauliflower yep. that they yep. use as wings? Oh, yeah. Like... Those things are fire. So good. Yeah. And, and, and it's underrated for sure. Oyster mushrooms. Oh. Seasonal uh, veget- vegetables tossed in uh, next-gen flour, it says. So did you ask them to write about this for you? I did. I, did you I wrote this. Said, you did, oh, there you go. No, I didn't. They oh, did it. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, put in the work. <laughs> yeah. See, the only problem with chewing this food is it's not exactly appealing to look at while we eat it. You know what I mean? I feel, mm-hmm. bad. I feel bad for them. You'd be surprised. <laughs> so the long pause right now is because I feel the cheese in here kind of reminded me of like a 
One of those uh, uh, jalapeno poppers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why though, because there's no jalapeno in here. No, but there's some there's there's, there's some tanginess to it. I I respect it. See the other the other place I was gonna suggest. Really was good. Gonna, was gonna be purple pho, but pho is even worse to eat on camera. So yeah, that's not gonna be good. Yeah, I'm trying to. It's like a fine balance. Um, quickly about this, I would order it again. I would definitely have mm -hmm. it with some beers. Mm -hmm. um, I like it though because it's vegetable, probably not as heavy, mm -hmm. so you can have it for lunch, not not feel tired after. <laughs> I feel healthier eating this mm -hmm. too. Like oh yeah, those filthy fries. I might only have one or two more bites. Probably would 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 make me a little bit sleepy, mm -hmm. to be honest. This I could destroy three of these. Oh for so sure, good. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, I forgot. Because I was enjoying this. Well, I haven't had anything on their menu yet that I haven't enjoyed. So that's a test. The pho. Or the no, these guys. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, no, it's very creative. You know, when you go to a pub, you don't usually, like, some of the appetizers, sure, mm -hmm. they're pretty good. Um, uh, uh, like at different breweries and mm -hmm. stuff. But they don't have anything that stands out. No. You know? Speaking of which, this kind of reminds me of a very, um, um, like there's a Haven, Haven and mm -hmm. Langley. Mm -hmm. They have similar style foods where it's colorful, mm -hmm. you know, it's well represented, uh, well presented, and they have different flavors. It's not your traditional, just like uh, pickles, mm -hmm. tomato, lettuce, you know what I mean? Exactly. They have pickled onions. They have, you know, crispy, on, on, what's that? Radish, uh, I think. Sorry, pickled radish, crispy onions. There we go. And then the sauces that I've never tried before. So yeah, but yeah, Haven's Haven's outstanding. I'm uh, definitely gonna have them on here at some point, but they open too late, so I have to figure <laughs> something out. We have to do a podcast later on, but that's yeah, okay. We'll see. So, yeah, is that is there anything else that that we might have? No, any I think closing words. Well, I just think that. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Mm. It was a pleasure. But yeah, no, I think it's um. It's a pretty cool time to, to, to live in Langley, and I, I think that, uh, you know, for those of us in our, our generation who are, you know, I'm talking about raising family, where do we see the, the future? I, I want, for most people, the answer to be Langley, and that's why, I'm, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, to try and make sure that this is a place that we can all, all call home and be proud of, and I think that, yeah, as you talk about things in the pipeline, there's some pretty cool stuff, and there's some other things that, you know, the, the idea itself isn't so flashy or, you know, whatever you want to call it, but it hopefully will make a difference in people's everyday life. Cause that's why this level of government is so cool. And I think that's, it's, it's, it's quite honestly, it's my favorite because you tangibly see the impact that you make in people's life, whether yeah. it's as simple as they might not the even, pommel, right? Yeah, they might not even, oh, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. Did you, did you put that request in or because it was fixed like within the week. I think it may have been uh, when when they come in with complaints. I think they start to yeah to ask people. I don't even know, but so. yeah, that we that work hit, in mysterious. That ways. hit me hard. It's yeah. funny because you're just saying you impact people's lives. Sometimes they don't even know. Yeah. And if you did that, I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Now I don't have to dodge it yeah. when I'm flying down the street yeah. at the speed limit. Of course. Um. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was funny. I saw that, and and you just mentioned it. So. Just had an epiphany just yeah. there. So, yeah, thanks for doing what you do. Thank MVP, you. always <laughs> here for you. I don't know. What's your slogan? MVP. Oh, gosh. What was it? it was, I had, uh, the campaign slogan was Bold New Vision, but you know what? Bold New Vision yeah. with MVP. Thanks there so much go. for joining us. Um, thanks so much for watching. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe down below.
Send us some comments or anything. We're going to have him on again. I was talking to the, uh, about this already because we haven't even scratched the surface no. of what's going on in Langley. And, you know, there's always updates. So I would like to have him on as all guests, right? If, if anything new comes through the mm-hmm. pipeline, uh, we would love him to be our connection with the city. Um, there's obviously other people that, that, yep. that have been reaching out from the council as well. But you're my guy. I so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to having you on. Thanks so much for watching. And yeah, I'll see you on the next one. I don't even know. I'm going to finish these fries, though. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks. Thank you, man. Appreciate no it.